Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CAPITAL200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CAPITAL200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CAPITAL200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 Moneyline wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio. We're live. Yes, indeed. We are back on the Beyond Ringside Radio Network. BeyondRingside.com. Holy cow, we're starting to wonder if this place even still existed. <laughs> you can fire him later. Uh, you know what? He wouldn't be the first or the last. <laughs> I'm Stan Grubbin, of course. The triple threat is indeed complete this evening. We are joined by Brian Taylor. What's going on? How's it going? Hello. Hola. I don't know what else. <laughs> and Rob Hefner. Arriba Dirty. That's goodbye. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Say hi, Rob. Hi, Rob. I knew that was coming. <laughs> and yes, that strange but oddly familiar voice you hear in the distance, the one and only Fast Eddie Lane. How are you, sir? Working on it. Um, short version, kids. It's good to be back. Kind of like I said last night at Universal Championship Wrestling. Uh, in my ro- basically commandeering the role of co-exec. <laughs> it's good to be back. 
Well, it's it's good to have you back since you worked for that uh, ripoff artist crew. Yet another UCW out there. Go away. We are the only ones that can use UCW. Uh, tell you what, I will offer my services and the one who pays me the most wins. Right now, Georgia wins. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Everybody's going to make a living. I can't argue with that. Can't, can't argue with that at all. So how was the indelible, unbelievable, phenomenal main event that was Robbie E. and Scott Steiner? A lot of fun. Amazingly enough, it was a lot of fun. Um, I was curious as to the full mobility or what the potential would be for Scott um, Steiner, that is. And, of course, Robbie E. still pretty much in the apex of his physical run. Um, both gentlemen just absolutely lit it up last night. Had a crowd last night of probably around 525 to 540. And they were electric the entire night. Um, everybody sitting ringside, first level bleachers, second level balcony. Um, tremendous crowd in place last night in Griffin, Georgia at the Taylor Street Gym. Um, another match last night that really just had me going for a second. Uh, Carlito and Johnny Swinger. Uh, <laughs> Swinger's still going, baby. Let me tell you. <clears throat> um, and still the same Johnny Swinger. Gotta love him. And Carlito, absolutely. Gentlemen, I, I've got to say this. Behind, behind the scenes and in front of the cameras, everybody last night, tremendous to work with. Um, John Schuyler, Brady Pierce, um, good Lord, to run down the entire roster. Um, I'm on Tucson. Just absolutely tremendous card last night. Great in-ring action. The crowd was awesome. Very nice. Glad to hear that. Glad to hear that, uh, you know, yet another potential beyond ringside night has been absconded by another company pulling Fast Eddie away from his adoring fans. <laughs> well, coming out of um, two weeks off the heels of the Peach State Wrestling Alliance um, anniversary show and Hall of Fame ceremony, you know, it's been it's been absolutely awesome for me over the last few weeks. I went to the Zero Alliance Wrestling Show last Sunday in um, Pell City, Cropwell, Alabama, had a chance to check out the product. Of course, I've been promising some very good friends who run the company that I would come out there. And I took that opportunity last week. Um, you know, just one more week to get my head back together, wrap it around the pro wrestling business because I'd become so frustrated with everything going on with WWE, which leads me to this. Hold it. Hold it. Stop light. Stop sign. <laughs> Stop sign. We're not leading with that? No. You don't know the question I'm going to ask. No leading. Nope, nope. No leading with WWE. Okay. Mm. Continue. (laughs) Mm, Brian? Yes? Should should we let him ask the question? Oh, let him ask the question. I mean, Uh, we did so well last week that I think we can start this week with the WWE. All right, fair enough. Go right ahead, Eddie. Okay, hold on a second. Let me go ahead and do this real quick because I want to figure out exactly where I was in my diatribe. (laughs) Which leads me... (laughs) Damn it, I got to do it again. Which leads me to this. With everything that has taken place, especially in the last couple of weeks, not to mention the diatribe laid out by Paul Heyman... Is the WWE Universal Championship basically 
a dead brand? Stan. Wow, that's a tough question right at the beginning of the show. Um, you know, it's tough to argue with the theory that it is because the whole Brock Lesnar box office event special attraction project or experiment to me I think has failed. Um, while it may may possibly be making them money, I can't imagine how it's actually helping the belt or helping the the product. It's certainly not helping the roster. Um, and as a matter of fact, what, what gave us, I don't know, a couple weeks worth of intriguing possibilities with, uh, with Roman um, ended up falling flat after Roman gets just destroyed <laughs> in the main event of WrestleMania. And then off Brock goes into the, uh, into the farm, I guess, where he's <laughs> training for another UFC return or whatever it is the heck that he's doing. Um, not that I think that Paul Heyman is... I don't know. I don't want to say he's a shill, but at the same time, I think he knows what side his bread is buttered, and uh, he's going to say whatever he thinks needs to be said to keep him out of trouble. Brian? Uh, I don't honestly think uh, Brock is you know, going to get in trouble or Paul is going to get in trouble. Paul is doing what he needs to do to keep up appearances. Um, I'm sure that the WWE is perfectly fine with whatever they're allowing Brock to do, or they would simply take the title from him. Rob. I think he went bye-bye for a minute. Oh, okay. I think he'll be right back. See, the the match, the Intercontinental Championship match between Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler from this past Monday night, which absolutely stole the show, made the night, and is a true match of the year candidate in my book. For the IC belt, proved to me at that moment that the Universal title is a dead brand. The only person this is going to be, the only people that this benefits is Brock Lesnar and Vince McMahon. I've said this before, and I'll get out of the way after this next statement. When Brock Lesnar, who once again, I don't fault anybody for getting the position that um that uh, wheeling and dealing himself into the position that he's in. I'm just going to make sure that I'm everything okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) When it comes down to it, and everything is said and done, I'm going to be in a shock-proof, earthquake-proof, liquid-proof environment. When Brock Lesnar walks down the UFC aisle with the WWE Universal title, and Vince McMahon has the subsequent earth-shattering orgasm, because he will have gotten the Universal title into a mainstream sports promotion, which we both know, we all three, all four know, the fact that when Dana White brought the UFC to New York, he called it sports entertainment. Well, I mean, I've often said that I think that UFC is, you know, just as much uh, a work as anything else. But at the same time, um, that's not said with any kind of, I don't mean to say it with any kind of disrespect, but I've often thought that there was some kind of a, uh, some kind of a, a, a 
a, a stray hand going on with that, especially after they claimed for so long that it was legit. Um, the frustrating part of it, though, isn't necessarily with that as much as it's just, uh, just the blatant disregard for you know eighty five percent of the roster just to make two guys happy. I mean, you got Brock, who yeah, I mean he's a draw. Don't I'm not going to be stupid here. He's definitely a something that grabs attention for people. But, I mean, is he really helping your brand at this point? No. no he's just making you money. Not so even does that. it matter if he's the champ? you got to be there to make somebody money. When yeah. he shows, he makes some money. But at the same it, time, let's not forget how much they pay him every time he shows. Yeah. But, there, I mean, again, unless they poll every person in the arena, you can't say for sure that Brock is making them money. If his T-shirt's... Where does his T-shirt rank? Where does his merch rank? If it's not number one, then he's not making them that much money, if at all, considering, again, what they pay him per appearance. Because he's paid per appearance, if I remember right. Theoretically. Theoretically. He has a contract agreement, but it is basically... What was the figure? It was just before WrestleMania where he re-signed. Uh, $600,000 per booking. So per show. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's generating that much business for him. Nowhere near. Mm-mm. And at this point in time, if you read message boards, if you read social media, and you see legitimate human accounts, not bot troll accounts, you'll see the fact that we're not alone in this particular regard. That Lesnar has done WWE no favors whatsoever at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Basically, right now, Brock Lesnar is getting paid by Vince McMahon to train for a UFC return. Yeah, it's crazy. But he's not known for making wise decisions. Oh, dude, it's a great, now Brock's ma- if Brock is able to pull that off. Hey, more power to you. Guess what? You're being paid by one company to work for another. No, I'm talking about Vince. For as many hits as Vince has, he has twice as many misses. Yeah, WWE uh, restaurant or WWE venue in Las Vegas no, it didn't quite work. Except mm. mm. so, okay. April April. Uh, first 2017 article on Forbes.com stated that Roman Reigns was the top full-time star merchandise-wise and let me see here I'm just looking through the, uh, the trying to find the rest of the figures um, let's see Apparently, at that point, it was Roman, Cena, and Seth Rollins. Well, I would venture to say them numbers are probably skewed also. I mean, I I don't see Roman taking Cena's spot. All you got to do is look at the audience and tell that. Yeah. I think a lot of it just falls to, I mean, there's the perception thing. The, the perception that you know one guy is is able to carry a show, but I just don't think it's that way anymore. Look, you have too many people that are top talent caliber that easily could carry the roster on their back. Seth Rollins, um, <laughs> I mean that's just one. You got Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, and let's not forget that Kevin Owens was Universal Champion for a good amount of time, and the guy that they felt most comfortable would be able to help 
put over Brock Lesnar in a nice way. Uh, when Not Brock, but uh, Goldberg, when Goldberg was making his run. They could have easily took the belt off of Kevin Owens and put it on someone else just to be that transition guy, but they felt comfortable enough to let KO do it. So, I mean, you have enough talent there. You got Finn Balor. I keep... The the thing is, like, you have so many at the top of that card right now. Dolph Ziggler. That, Dolph, uh, Braun Strowman, of course. All of these guys that are more than ready and more than capable of carrying it on their backs that you don't have a need for a guy like Brock Lesnar anymore. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's, it pops a crowd and all that. I mean, I'm not disregarding it, but much to Brian's point, those numbers that get released, he's not wrong. It's... WWE releases them, so of course WWE can skew them however they please. Of course. It's not like, not like we can stop them. Well, I mean, it's like looking... With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Ratings. And um, if you know how to read ratings and the breakdown therein, then you can genuinely sit back and say, okay, you can say this, but guess what? We can also say this, this, and this. If you're looking at your cum and you say, hey, we were second overall, but we were first in our category, and then you look and see, okay, we didn't do that great 15 to 25 female, but we scored high 18 to 35 male, you can turn around and take one demographic figure and say, hey, we won the night. Boom. But you have to qualify it when quizzed about it. Same thing as it pertains to all of the... Let's just shoot on this one for a second. All of the so-called podcasts and radio shows or interview shows that are out there nowadays. Everybody has their own way of skewing the numbers. Everyone has their own way of twisting the facts. You know... I jokingly tell people that we were at one point in time that Beyond Ringside's podcast feed was, and it still is, listened to in over 30 countries. Okay, well, guess what? In a couple of those countries, I maybe have one or two people downloading. Who cares? It's a physical presence there. In others, I have 100, 150, 200 people listening. In others, I have five and 600 people listening. But still, the numbers add up. And did I lie? No. 30 countries. I just and I'm just gonna sit back and say, okay, so Beijing had six people listening. The rest of China, not so much. <laughs> I mean, I'm, that's a legit run. <laughs> WWE can play the numbers game because they see the numbers, then they can twist them. Right. If you sit back and say the number one rated ch- um, cable television show, period, that means you won the night in everything. No. Look at the bottom. Look at the asterisk. 18 to 35 male. 18 to 45 male. Bruce Pritchard's podcast made that statement on this week's episode. Number one, 18 to 45 male. Well, I don't know how they can say number one because I don't know of a governing body that's actually counting. I mean, if you want to use iTunes or Amazon or Apple Podcasts, or some of these others, because I listen to I listen to that show on Apple Podcast. I don't listen on iTunes. I don't listen on Amazon. I don't have the app. So I'd like to see how they base their numbers. 
same thing for every show out there. WWE, Impact, Lucha Underground, Ring of Honor, New Japan. Everybody has their own way of hmm, presenting reality. Guys? No, I agree. I mean, if you if you have the numbers, you can control the numbers and come up with, you know, whatever you need to fit the numbers. It's not hard, especially with the machine. And I will say that I am the, um, you know, the best listened to podcaster in the demographic of uh, a two block radius. I'm number <laughs> one. Wow. <laughs> Way to go, Rob. That's quite the feather of the cap. <laughs> I mean, you know, some, some people want to be number one, but, you know, hey, sorry. Well, then I'll just go one better and say I'm the number one listened to podcast in Orange County. Oh, my God. Here we go with Orange County again. <laughs> hey, look. I'm just happy when somebody when somebody meets me in person and goes, dude, I love the station. I'm a very happy individual. I had somebody last night in Griffin, Georgia, come back and say, okay, are y'all ever going to do live shows? I guess, yes, we are tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Eastern, then Corner to Corner is coming back at 9. <laughs> hey, and for all of you guys listening down in the South, all those Georgia jokes and Alabama jokes I make, they're just in fun. I don't mean them. Come on. Yes, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, that's why, that's why most people retort with the dyslexic version of the, of the state that Stan Lenz lives in. It's a virgin. Mm. It wow. is for lovers. Don't so, be hate. I said that Stan lives in. I didn't say Robin Bryan. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just saying it's for lovers. Don't be hey. hating. That's what I say about weed. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This took an uh, awesome and awkward turn all at the same time. <laughs> Miss me? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Eddie. Thank you. It's good to be back. <laughs> For how long, I don't know, but it's good to be back. So we go from controversial speak to, ah, uh, oh gosh, I, I want to point it out, and I almost don't, but this one's kind of a sad deal. I don't want to talk about it, but I'm going to. It needs to be mentioned. A uh, guy from uh, WWE's WWF history one and only Matt Capitelli, former Tough Enough winner, um, actually passed away at the age of 38 years old after, unfortunately, losing his battle with brain cancer. Uh, this happened this past week, and the wrestling world has turned out in droves, um, you know, showing their uh, thoughts and prayers for his family, putting condolences out there. Everybody from Stephanie McMahon to uh, Chris Hero, a.k.a. Cassius Ono, uh, Drake Maverick, better known as Rockstar Spud. John Morrison, of course, who John Hennigan won that same season of Tough Enough with Matt Capitelli. If you remember, they chose two guys and two girls. Um, just kind of uh, tough because I can remember watching that season of Tough Enough. And then if you guys remember when Bob Holly beat the holy bejesus out of Matt Capitelli while they were in the ring. Um, thinking to yourself, God, somebody do something and save this kid from that beatdown. Then he goes into winning that season with uh, John Morrison. Wow. 
kind of a kind of a downer, but uh, you know, I thought I'd go ahead and point it out since it's been the in the news. Yeah, I you know, uh, being a um, somebody that had cancer, cancer's cancer's a bitch. I can only imagine what he went through with brain cancer. And it wasn't in the second bout, too. Did I read that right? Second bout. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. Second battle with it, man. I mean, to be able to beat it once, to have to fight it again, and God. his, uh, you know, his wife, who stayed stayed in the stayed in the limelight, as, well, not in the limelight, the spotlight, to make sure that he, she was keeping all of us fans informed, who really didn't have to. She could have done what, I think, understandably, any wife would want to do, and that's just keep everything private, keep it to themselves, and um, just spend as much time as she could with him. But instead, she shared him with both all of us as fans and, of course, the the professionals within the industry that um, all of them impacted in unique, different ways. I think uh, just reading the, the memories from different people, whether it was Al Snow to John Morrison, who, of course, you know, he had a lot to say. The Miz did as well. Uh, Shad from Crime Time um, had a great, great bit of uh, stuff to say through his Instagram. And and you can certainly check out all of these uh, different memories that they shared. Shad Beast 13 uh, for Shad Gaspard, Mike the Miz, The Real Al Snow, The Real Morrison on Twitter and Instagram. So feel free to check those out. Definitely worth uh dedicating some time to but Capitelli who was on the verge of breaking out making his main roster debut when he first was diagnosed um, and then of course that sidelined him put him in a position where now he had to uh, now he has to take a backseat go through all of the treatments finds out he's gonna you know he's gonna beat the first round gets ready to make his wrestling comeback and uh, you know tragically tragically passes away after his second battle just uh kind of a downer but uh i thought it was worth bringing up and talking about just a little bit because um all of us kind of got a chance to witness just what he did uh in the short time that he was with us so there you have it so let's move into something a little a little less serious a little less uh of a of a downer into something that happened in Bakersfield, California. Um, Bakersfield! <laughs> Brian, we were talking about this just before we started. So Bakersfield, California, WWE is there for a live event. Police department's out there doing a security sweep of the venue, taking taking police dogs with them. Shinsuke Nakamura just happens to be in the backstage area. And uh, for some reason or another... Catches the dog sideways. The dog just gets a wild hair and bites him. Shinsuke Nakamura out of action for a few weeks now, and uh, they're not even sure if he will make it back in time for Extreme Rules. Boy, that's a that's a uh, plug your ears, Kara. That's a bitch of an incident right there. Oh, because it, because a dog. You sure it wasn't? It, 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 are you sure it was a female dog? I mean, they all bite, don't they? Oh. You said it, you said it was a bitch of an incident. It's only, I mean, if it was a male dog, you can't really call it that. No, it's just. It's <laughs> well, wait a minute, wait, 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 hold on. I stand corrected <laughs> because 
it might identify as a male dog. Uh. <laughs> oh no, no, that's not what I was going for. <laughs> that's fantastic. Of course, it might also identify as a Pomeranian too. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm confused. What were we uh, talking about? Maybe dogs. the dog's confused too. You never know. Maybe yeah, that's why he bit him. Just maybe wasn't it, sure today. Maybe it identified as a cobra. <laughs> You hear how how stupid that all sounds, folks? <laughs> he said Shinsuke identified as a chew toy. Yeah, that's what the Aww. dog said. <laughs> that's what the dog said. Ooh. Now, the police department did release a statement acknowledging the incident and how it occurred, basically the same way it's laid out. Apparently, he was just backstage, and for some strange reason, the dog caught wind of something and got really attentive to Shinsuke and that was that um no, don't put it in your sock no no rover <laughs> no down rover <laughs> hold on hold on down rover it's Shinsuke not sushi oh wow wow yeah maybe he just finished eating a hot dog and you know wiped his hands on his pants or something I mean it, the, the craziest part of it is they even had to summon uh, medical assistance for him right away so uh yeah <laughs> It's a police dog. It's trained to attack. It's not going to dip. It's going to grab and hold. It pro- Are we saying that Shinsuke might have had something on his person that the dog got attention? Might have, might have caught a whiff of? No, he probably just got too close and the, the dog reached out and bit him. I was going to yeah, say, I mean, Brian, don't they normally clear the room or something? Like, it's... Kind of yeah, but that, I mean, in something like that, though, there could have been, you know, somebody could have just come around the corner at, at a bad time, you know. Actually, from what the story, from one interpretation of the story, Nakamura actually started to approach the dog in what was considered to be a friendly manner. Yeah, that's a no-no. <laughs> yeah, especially that's with a, a trained no-no. canine dog. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even if he had leaned down just to pet it to be nice, those dogs aren't supposed to be nice in those situations. They're looking, they're working. It's it's no, 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 no. That's that's not true. I mean, they 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 have the, you know, they have uh, commands that you know they should be okay in in a certain situation. But you know, again, if, if he walks up on it at the <laughs> wrong time, yeah. Just happens to Starlet or whatever. I mean, there's. I, I'm certainly not saying that Shinsuke had anything hidden, but no, I'm sure. No. I'm sure they would have checked in the midst of all of that, especially just to be sure. Um, he, well, it he, shouldn't he, have. He it shouldn't have, have bit. It wouldn't have bit in that situation. It would only bit if it was doing something. You know, if it's narcotics, it's not going to bite. It's trained to alert a different way. So, so, muzzle that dog. <laughs> really, really. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> it's a dad. Hey, no, wh- while we're treasure, <laughs> while we're talking about, uh, you know, the Shinsuke and all that. Do y'all remember a time where if a WWE wrestler got caught with any type of social media or on somebody else's program, they would be fired for it? I don't remember those days. I do. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? (laughs) Of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. 
it's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I remember that very well because there was so much blowback for the ones that were getting caught with, uh, we'll just say, suspicious suspicious messages being sent back and forth with fans or rats, depending on how you word it. Yeah, and and, and nowadays Shinsuke and uh, Tanahashi, Takahashi, uh, whichever one it was, are just hanging out on the bench taking selfies. Post- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Hey, we're just hanging out. Look yeah, who I saw. Hanging out. Look, yeah, look who I did. Yeah. So, it's just crazy how it evolves, you know, over time. So, um, I think the political difference on that comes into play due to the fact that if it's a somewhat, if you're hanging out with someone, okay, case point scenario, if let's just simply say that if it was somebody who was let go from the Fed, under suspicious or curious or not so amicable circumstances, that photograph would be looked down on. If it's someone that has never been in the Fed and someone that the front office of the Fed doesn't look at as competition, so to speak, then it's like there's a difference between somebody who works for New Japan and somebody who works for Impact or ROH, even though ROH, I guess, is pretty much still under the WWE umbrella right now. Um, well, I don't and, and, think they're really under that umbrella, unless you know being part of the under the umbrella also means that uh, we're going to take away your chance at MSG. Sorry. Well, I just don't think they wanted can't to take away my food. I don't think <laughs> they wanted somebody to roll up in the MSG and you know pack the house. Right, right. That's Dude, that not so much who it was. It was probably well. <laughs> You know, the next guy goes in there and does what we do, then we're not special anymore in Madison Square Garden. Therein lies the rub because obviously WWE still gets preferential treatment due to, but based on the fact that how long has it been since they've been there for a televised event? Uh, were they there maybe once this year? Uh, they've done one MSG show, but it hasn't been televised. What As a matter of fact. Yeah, they haven't done an, a televised MSG show in so many years that I believe the last time may have been it was a network exclusive event. Was it with the Big Show and Brock? That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I remember that. That was a Friday night event or a Saturday. Or we shouldn't have done it event. No, I'm pretty sure <laughs> it did pretty well. But I mean, it's WWE and MSG. They're going to they're going to have good numbers. I mean, it just depends on the year and where how they're doing in other parts of the country. But it was also Big Show, who pretty much had been comedic undercard, all of a sudden turned into a monster to face off against Lesnar. And most 
fans with an IQ above that of dried wallpaper paste are going, how can I be invested in this circumstance when three weeks ago Big Show was a joke? Well, plus you're also giving WWE fans more credit than they deserve for. Well, I mean that's the same that's the same mindset you have to have when you have like this greatest Royal Rumble, and then all of a sudden, you know, out of nowhere, you have a casket match with the Undertaker and Rusev. Like, you know, where's the payoff? Or the uh, the match coming up in Australia with the Undertaker and Triple H for the last time ever. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> hmm? But, we want to do that now. We didn't want to do that five years ago when it was relevant. We just pulled that one out of our honeys. Is this the is this the Undertaker retirement house show run? Is that what we're seeing right now? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know though. For house shows, uh, he's probably getting fat uh, cash. Oh yeah. You don't you don't get Undertaker out of mothballs unless you're paying him some pretty huge money. Uh, well, remember also they're not having to pay Lesnar. Oh my God! See, that's the thing. Like on the surface, you look at that deal and it's almost insulting to the full time guys. And then you see how often he's not there, aside from the Universal Title, which we which we talked about. I mean, it's kind of a joke, right? Because yeah, he's got this great big money deal and he shows up what twice a year. I mean, think about yeah. the, Let me throw this one at the two of you. The biggest star in mixed martial arts at one point in time, recent history. Hello. Uh, hello? <laughs> yes, Commissioner? It's me. Now, for those young listeners at home, that may very well be the ring of an actual phone. <laughs> that was actually my phone going off. Wow. And I have no desire to answer that phone right now. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a phone that's hooked to the wall. <laughs> no, actually, it's it's my iPhone. What? Oh, you ruined it. You should have just gone with the bit. <laughs> I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go with a bit right then. I didn't want to go with a bit right then. <laughs> we'll go with a bit later. If we see by me not doing it now, that builds the possibility on expansion ideas for later, which totally means. <laughs> Wait, what's that, sir? I don't recognize that sound. <laughs> Let's see, it's what I made last night, the night before, and the day before. <laughs> I'm talking now about the actual machine, sir. Oh, a cash register. A what? Ca- mm-hmm. Okay, millennial. Does that, does that thing take chips? I don't, it ain't taking Bitcoin either, man. Bitcoins. <laughs> it ain't taking Bitcoin. Exactly. Are you telling me that you like want an actual receipt? Because that means I'll have to actually print one. <laughs> you must Is not this go. not the self-checkout? Like, we put those registers in so I don't have to work and I can get paid all this money. Yeah, you have Sir, the self-checkouts at Wally World where you got 10 self-checkouts with one person watching them all. This is when I pray that at least three of them go kaput while I'm at another one. Terribly sorry, sir. I put self-checkout here so I would not have to look at or speak to you. Thank you very much. Pretty much. There you go. So, I mean, here's the thing. You look at, we're, we're talking about these different shows that WWE has done outside of what a normal broadcast element would be. I wonder what the numbers really look like from the network for the greatest Royal Rumble ever. We'll never Which, know. Oh, by the way, to me, that show was an abysmal failure. Well, I didn't watch it, so... Uh, I would imagine there were probably quite a bit that 
maybe started it, you know, on face, it might be a good premise. But then as you got into it, you're like, mm, I got other things to do on a Friday. Now, to, to those of our overseas listeners, I will say that I'm sure that, that for those of you, especially in the Mideast, I'm sure it was a big deal. And I'm certainly not taking away from that. But the overall perspective here is if you're broadcasting on, what did it start at, uh, 3 in the afternoon? Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, 3 in the afternoon on a uh, three three hour, excuse me, on a... Friday. Three-hour tour. God, yeah, you beat me to it. Dang that. <laughs> I can't seem to get the words out. I mean, a, a three, 3 o'clock start time for a show that... Three-hour power. That went... One, two, three... Was it four hours? It was. I mean, who has that kind of time on a Friday? Actually, I thought it started at 12 noon central, 1 eastern. Or twelve Eastern, one uh, twelve Eastern, eleven AM Central. I mean, the the concept itself was fine. The concept of the show, but on a Friday, the timing sucked. And, yeah, and and then and then your your big money matches, the big parts, you botch with all like controversial. Yeah, like what is it with non-finishes? And hey, let's not just make it a WWE thing. What is it with non-finishes overall in today's product? Or Can the, we maybe just see a clean pinfall? Or the dusty time, please? Or the dusty finish on a title match. Oh my god. I mean, they kicked each other in the nuts all night long. And then all of a sudden they can't answer the double nut shot. I mean, by that point they're numb. They you should have felt a damn thing. But Oh well. I just I don't get where people and and this seems to be a thing and it gets talked about and seen multiple ways and multiple times over. It's not a dusty finish anymore if everybody can see it coming. If everybody can see it coming, you know what it is? It's a finish. It's no, status quo. Yeah, exactly. It's not a surprise. It's not shocking the crowd. It's making them mad. And it's not even making them mad like in a good way. It's making them mad in a in the sense that they don't they don't want to see it anymore like they're tired of it but you know much like some of the other stuff that we've seen it's just the same old story the same old thing and everybody seems to think and i do mean everybody because it's not just a wwe problem everybody seems to think that the swerve is what makes it matter is what makes it work but it's not the swerve that makes it work it's the fact that you're having people that people pay to see Yes, the swerve matters at some points in times, in some ways, but you can't always throw a swerve out there and then think that it's going to make sense or make money. It just, it just doesn't. Well, I think one of the problems with that event was they broadcast it live. You know, like it should have been one of those things that it was live, but then, you know, it's, it's going to be live on the network at 7 o'clock. Like, do prime time, you know? Yeah. But this day and time with social media and stuff, you really, I mean, it's going to get ruined anyway with people going, oh, guess what? You know, everybody's got to be the first one on their Twitter fingers. And we're like, hey, everybody. Um, but it's just, that's the problem. That's, the, that's my issue with a lot of the product today. It's just, I mean, you have a pay-per-view or you have a big event and then nothing happens for the months leading up to it until the event and then oh what still nothing happens so hey 
It is what it is. It seems like the art of building a story is just lost. I mean, I I don't know if it's and and actually that's something that that Daniel Bryan actually talked about uh, recently in an interview, um, talking about how he'd love to have a matchup with the Miz at the next year's WrestleMania. But then he answered that question with a question saying, do you trust WWE with telling that story from now until WrestleMania 35? And his actual quote was, like, what in the last several years has shown you that something like that is possible here? That's a pretty direct statement. (laughs) Roman Reigns. Proving our point. Roman Reigns. We saw where Roman Reigns was going. And it was just um, mm, 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 <laughs> I have allowed the WWE rhetoric to go on a little bit further than I was expecting to. But now you've crossed the line and you've brought him into this. And we made a pact last week that we weren't gonna We weren't gonna do it, man. I think I surpassed my quota or our quota for how yeah. many times. How, I could use however, this. however, it's it's my turn to jump on that WWE bandwagon. But I'm gonna go a different direction with this because did any of you pay attention that the Young Bucks and the WWE are now Twitter buddies? No, I did not. Yes. See what? So uh, the WWE or the Jacksons. Uh, became friends with the WWE and a couple of the other ones. And then in return, the WWE friended the Jacksons. So, big steps. You know what I'm saying? Big steps. Amazing. Amazing how that turns out. I mean... AJ Styles did have a tweet today, and there was some commentary from one of the fans where, and we've said it too in in some way, shape, or form, why would you want to see, well, not AJ saying this, this was a fan first. Fan says, why would you want to see the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, in WWE when you just see them get watered down? And, you know, all the normal arguments from wrestling fans. And AJ says, hey, listen, you know, what you seem to forget and many fans seem to forget is that this is a business and that we put our bodies on the line, so make as much money as you possibly can, wherever you can. Which, I agree with. I I mean, I also agree with the fan that they would be watered down, but hey, here's the deal. If the overall goal is to make money, and that's what this business is for, then yeah, absolutely. Now, don't... Yeah, but I'm not saying that they should go there. But I think they would make tremendous business, again... A one-night-only six-man match at WrestleMania. That would be huge. The Elite versus the New Day. Monstrous. I mean, I think the Elite are at a point in their careers right now where regardless of where they go, they're going to make, pardon the pun, they're going to make an impact. They're going to make a splash. I mean, couldn't we see, I mean, gosh, we could see them all come out to WWE for a brief run and then be done. Still making yeah. a killing, you know what I mean? Even yeah. if it was a year, I, I I don't know that they would last very long 
Because I, I have to, I have to agree. Hey, that they're I think heavyweights they now, by the way. They're heavyweights, okay, bud. They would uh, laugh. Uh, heavyweights. Okay. Heavyweights. Uh, okay. Heavyweights. <laughs> Pretty sure that's what they call themselves now. <laughs> I, I think you just like maybe you may have actually over overdid the um what you call it <laughs> the uh, the quota the on how many times you could say the word heavyweights. There is no quota for heavyweights. There is a quota for WWE though. Get with it, Stan. Stop selling out. Wait, wait. You you know what? You you need you just take a seat, sir. You just take a seat cuz <sighs> I, I tried to stop this train. Don't put baby in a corner. I tried. I did. And you're no. the one that told me, no, no, let's go ahead. Let's do that. That's fine. That's fine. See, no, this is what happened. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're not, yeah, but, I mean, without me bringing up the Young Bucks, you're not groundbreaking tonight. I mean, you know, you're just treading water in the same old filthy cesspool that is the WWE. Cesspool. <laughs> 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 oh, well, can I, does that mean I can say it? No. I can, can I say the line? <laughs> what line? <laughs> if okay, you were to give ahead. the wrestling business an animal, you'd stick the hose right in the WWE. <laughs> uh, Rob, you want to get that disclaimer out there just in case <laughs> one day, you know, the thoughts of Stan Grubb are not <laughs> necessarily the thoughts of Brian Taylor, Rob Hefner, BeyondRingside.com, Eddie, Eddie Lane, Lane. Yeah. or any other rational human being with common thought. Uh, uh, so you're saying um, I couldn't turn around the, the shooters turn, gallery turn can be included in that any number of other shows on this <laughs> network. Stan is not affiliated with any of them, and we may be needing a new host. <laughs> oh. The turbo threat may be becoming <laughs> the dynamic twosome. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Fired again. <laughs> How many times can this? Now, though, now, see, what's even bad at worse is, like, if Stan got fired from his own show. Uh, you know what? Stranger things have happened. People can be fired from their own show. <laughs> I mean, it's like there's people that make companies, and then their company gets big, and then the board goes, we don't need you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we should also know, too, that while we're on the Young Bucks... The uh, Young Bucks two pack of pops is now out in Hot Topic. Do you have run down there? Uh, no, I've not been to Fredericksburg or yet. I've pre-ordered them, so if I find the exclusive two pack, I find the exclusive. So, but I'm not going to run out and get them since I've already pre-ordered them. So, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Rob, I guess Brian is celebrating his pop. That was Brian's version of Nanny Nanny Boo Boo. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so uh, while we're talking about the Young Bucks, the IWGP heavyweight tag team champions, they are also retweeting like crazy reaction videos of different fans getting their debut pops. And uh, some of the fan reactions are great. One little girl gets them for her her birthday and she starts off all cool like oh i was gonna i was asking for these i was expecting these and then she breaks into a i don't know i don't want to put the girl down but it was kind of like a dance kind of like a seizure she was so excited she was overwhelmed it was uh pretty pretty funny but uh yeah yeah, yeah. 
they're doing good with their debut of their pops. Mm-hmm. That's he Mark so jealous. Stands so jealous he makes fun of the little kid. I didn't make fun of any little kid. But if I did, she had it coming. Wait, you're talking about Pops. I didn't know the Young Bucks had their soda. They they made a soda? Uh, All right, for you Southern (laughs) fans. Oh, Funny. No, and then. <laughs> Say what? No, Is and there... then. No, and then. <laughs> and then. No, and then. <laughs> you are fired. So, Read my facts. So you've got Coke, Pepsi, Fanta, Sunkissed, Young Bucks. Okay, that could work. <laughs> <laughs> God, any lane, if they come out with a soda tomorrow, <laughs> you better you demand just, royalty checks. Yeah, really. <laughs> They'll do it. Don't Yo- think they won't. Young Bucks root beer. Ooh. Buck beer. Buck beer. <laughs> Buck beer. Hey, if Billy could have a beer, so can the Young Bucks. All right? Go figure. They <laughs> and could only have- you older people are going to know what that's about. <laughs> they could create an IPA or a high grab called, um, called Super Kick Party. Now all the man buns are celebrating. Thanks, Eddie. (laughs) I was going to say you could have a bucking, kicking good good beer or something. You You just ruined it, Rob. You ruined it. It's a bucking great beer. (laughs) Oh, my God. Stop it. It's too sweet. (laughs) The one thing you don't want your beer to be. (laughs) If you have to put an orange, if you have to put an orange, a lime, or whatever in your, don't fruit the beer. And could they technically call a one set cease and desist? Uh, <laughs> they could make that a case. The cease and desist case. You know? Yeah. Oh, With an actual oh, you, copy you of the letter out. in it. That, <laughs> that would be, be the best. <laughs> okay, Nick. You could bring Matt. out a case and they call it the elite collection. And they, each person has their own. It is nine fifty. Wait, wait, wait! It is nine fifty-two p.m. right now on the East Coast, Sunday, July the first, two thousand eighteen. So if this happens anytime after that, we get royalties, <laughs> and I get the most because I said it first. That's, that's uh, two bees and grub, boy. <laughs> so, <laughs> because blabbing is money. <laughs> hey, you know what? Maybe they could have like FTR stamped on all all the boxes. You know, screw you guys. FTR. Nobody I'm not saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Rob. <laughs> they could do a commercial called Drinking the Elite. <laughs> uh, for the record, I'll settle out of court for some signed exclusive <laughs> pops from Hot Topic. Nah. I'll just throw the whole lawsuit in the trash. Isn't that I'll how this that. whole thing started with you talking about the Bucks having a pop? No, it started with the Bucks and the WWE being Twitter buddies now. Oh, of course. And, Brian, and, it, and it ended with Brian selling his soul for latex. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> for autograph pops, baby. <laughs> I'm glad that he just clarified that because it was getting awkward. Yeah, that can get real awkward real quick. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, hey, should uh, we spoil Fairfax last night? You know. In case somebody had not read that. I was going to say... 
if they're living under a rock, that'd be the only way they could have avoided it. Hey, Fairfax, Virginia witnessed history being made just last night for Ring of Honor. That's right. In a fatal four-way between Cody Rhodes, Matt Taven, Jay Lethal, and the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion Dalton Castle, a new Ring of Honor World Champion has been crowned. And it's indeed the one and only Jay Lethal winning back, recapturing the title. Wow. Well, let's take a step backwards. Really? Interesting reaction. I thought you were a fan of Mr. Lethal. I am, but I call it a step back. Do tell. Okay, look. I'll take less than one minute on this. I am a fan of Jay Lethal, but with the moves that have been made through Ring of Honor over the last year and a half, um, I felt that they hit a stagnant point during the Lethal title run. I was very vocal about that. I think that, and especially the stuff where, let's go back even further, when Jay Lethal and Truth Martini were together, um, I think that, of course, in my book, I felt Truth Martini was a low-rent wicked nemesis. Um that's, well, that that can be said for a lot of different managers. They all want to be wicked. Yeah, true. But but they had Taylor. What? <clears throat> Sorry. They did, and we missed it. The progress. I did miss it. Sorry. Eddie. To keep Watch a storyline going between Dalton <laughs> and Cody would be formidable. To put the belt back on Lethal at this point. That is a safe move, i.e. a regressatory move. Well, here's the thing, and this is where it gets interesting. The conversation surrounding the most recent title change, I'm surprised more people haven't pointed this out, but September 1st is only a couple months away, and oh, by the way, that's when All In takes place. Cody Rhodes was scheduled to face Nick Aldis for the NWA World Championship if, if, he, be, he was Ring of Honor World Champion by that time. So Jay Lethal winning it was kind of a, a head-scratcher to me, especially with that on the on the horizon. Yeah, but you still have two months. He could win it, uh, you know, a week before that show, and, the you know, the match will still take place. I'm sure that match is signed anyway. It's just a matter of how long are they going to make us wait until he gets the title. The suspense is killing us. <laughs> it is. We're disgruntled. I'm going to tweet my displeasure to Ring of Honor. That's that's a, that'll work, won't it? That'll make a change. Where's that music at? We don't do that anymore. <laughs> Stan, yes. you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Goodbye. Well, fine. You yeah. Screw you I mean, guys. You have to, like... If you can't uh, go home, you're already there. You have to be <laughs> foolish, though, if you don't go think back. he ain't going to get that title before All In. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. I mean, that's, that's money right there. You'd think so. You'd think so. I mean, I was just... I was just floored that they would put it back on Jay Lethal, especially with the last time Jay Lethal had it. What was that, like a 500-day run? Yeah. That's pretty intense. <clears throat> and we're not talking like uh, just TV taping run. This guy was defending it everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
I can't wait for Silas Young to get his opportunity. Okay, let me throw this one out there at you also, because of the fact that, once again, I, I'm not demeaning Jay Lethal in any capacity whatsoever. Uh, oh, no, no. But, it, just, it just astounds me that they would put it on him, and then, e- even if we went by Brian's example, so let's say they do take it off of him in a couple months. I mean, wow, that's a, that's a far cry from his first run. But by the same token, let's put the world in proper perspective. Look at all the different people that are unstable elements close to the t- uh, close to the world title circumstance, with the exception of people like Dalton Castle, Silas Young. Um, you have people that are going in and out the door all the time. You lost half of your top tier to either going on roadshows or WWE, including say the words, say the name, Adam what? Cole. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I was waiting to do the baby, but you made me say the first part. So. Okay, just, I did it for you, buddy. I was there. All right, Brian, just go ahead and say it. Let it rip. No, nope, it's too late. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. The, the moon moment is passed. Past. The moment is All past. right, now. Adam Cole. Mm-mm. I told you it's passed. <laughs> that was a weak Adam Cole if I ever did hear one. Yeah, really. He's not a fan. He's not an Adam Cole fan. Oh, speaking of Adam Cole, I don't, I don't want to get us too sidetracked, but... So Adam Cole defending the North American title tonight against EC3 and cutting a hell of a promo just on Twitter. Man, this guy, please, please don't screw Adam Cole up. That's all I can say. That's why he needs to say right where he's at. Oh, yeah. Yeah, agreed. Because you put him on the main roster, they're going to screw him up. Oh, yeah. He'll disappear. But anyway. Enough of talking about that roster. Back to ROH. I think the reason they put it on what's his name is because he's going to get the NWA one at all in. Ooh, that's big words. I would love to see that. I mean, I seriously think that's why Cody isn't in the picture there because he's probably going to get – because why not? I mean, bam. That elevates your NWA world title. Again, you know. Mm. Interesting theory. Wait a minute. How does it elevate the NWA World Title? It puts it more mainstream than it has been in several years. If you know what I mean, like Cody is traveling all over the place, and I know the NWA title travels all over the place, but it's just that mainstream social media, mainstream. You know, then your NWA champ would be on all these different programs and all these, and, you know, just my thought. They lost a lot of cred, i.e. the NWA, and this is under the Tharp administration, when they took it off of Adam Pierce. Now, I do like, I did like Rob Conway as champion, but there were a couple people as champion that it's like, how did they get to this level? Well, and hang on now, because the whole Adam Pierce thing wasn't under Tharp. That was under Trobich. That was because of that, Tharp. No, that whole thing was because of Trobich. Tharp is the one Watch that got mouth. them. Tharp is the one that got them out of that. Out of that whole debacle after Colt Cabana and uh, Pierce had their thing in Australia. That would have never happened had had Bruce Tharp been involved. It happened because Bruce Tharp changed the way he wanted things done. 
You have to remember when Bruce Thart, it was a it was a consortium that bought the rights to the National Wrestling Alliance in the hostile takeover from Bill Barons and Bob Trovich. From that vantage point, Bruce Tharp managed to alienate Fred Rubenstein within six months. He managed to alienate and basically shove out Chris Ronquillo within 16 months. Inside sources that I have basically solidify the fact that quote unquote the whole damn thing was an ego trip for Tharp. Quote unquote. Yes. That wouldn't be anybody that happened to work with Trobich, was it? Nope. Because <laughs> Trobich was already. I mean, uh, sadly, this is too much inside baseball, but it's just it's just sad because the whole debacle, the way it went down, all it, the people that really hurt. I didn't really think it hurt the NWA to have their guy on top. I mean, Colt was a good champion, and so was Adam Pierce. Um, but I think the problem was more related to. Um, the relationship with NWA with, with other promotions that it hurt. I'm going to go ahead and just issue 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue as my, if you want to send me hate mail after this, but I have one question I'm going to throw to you right now, since you said it, please, for the love of God, tell me how Colt Cabana was a good champion for the NWA. How was he a bad one? How was he a good one? You don't, you don't. You don't get to answer a question with a question. You laid out that Colt Cabana was a good no, no, champion. No, no. This is the this is corner. You to can't corner, triple stamp a double stamp. <laughs> no, he raised it. I think he did. I, I want to hear it too. Here's uh-huh. the thing. With when it, bottom line is Colt Cabana is popular. He sells tickets and he brings people to the show, regardless if he's comedic or not. Am I a Colt Cabana fan? No, but you have to recognize the fact that he's a draw, and he's a big enough draw to where he. I mean, come on, let's be real. Rob Conway. Was Rob Conway a draw? No. Not even in the slightest. Was he a draw overseas after some time? Yes. But was he a draw before that point? Not even close. Let's go back to even looking at the Sheik when he was NWA champion. Not the original Sheik, the other knucklehead who decided to cause all of this chaos when he ends up losing to Colt Cabana. Did they have a choice at the moment? No, they didn't. So, I mean, if you have to make a choice... And Adam Pierce isn't there because I think Adam Pierce was their go-to for a long time, rightfully so. Deservedly so. Yeah, but at the same time, when you look at that title change, it made sense because Colt Cabana needed something. Honestly, he needed something a lot more legit than his his at that time most recent Ring of Honor run, which was comedic at best. Colt Cabana is still a hell of a wrestler, and the fact that he's able to bring attendance and sell merch. Yeah, it's reason enough to make him champ. I mean, if you can take Rob Conway from relative obscurity and make him not only a champ but a credible champ, then, yeah, Colt Cabana's a great choice. What, what's wrong with that? Okay. I mean, I don't see how he took away from the NWA. I will give you, uh, I will give you of half of this. Incident. I give you half of that statement about Conway. He developed into a good champion because he was allowed to do what needed to be done in the ring. I interviewed, we've both interviewed Conway before. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. I, I love Rob Conway. I have a tremendous amount of respect for him. But at the same time, even he would admit, admit to you that at the time he was picked up and moved up the card for the NWA, he wasn't doing a whole lot before then. 
And the same could be said for, and I'm I'm a huge fan of this guy, Jax Dane. Uh, Jax Dane, I think, is still a missed opportunity for a lot of people. Well, damn right he was. I think, I think um, you know, he was... He had an opportunity with that belt that they could have really capitalized, and I don't know why they didn't. I don't know if they just were uncomfortable with his in his, I will I don't want to say inability, but his lack of a desire to play the political game, because Jack Dane does not play the political game. He just doesn't want to, and I don't blame him. But the the politics of what we see in the industry today uh, is nothing compared to what it used to be. I don't understand how he couldn't have played ball just a little bit. Same thing with Tokyo Monster Cahagas. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> I think I think the NWA is to blame for a lot of its own woes. Colt Cabana was not one of them. I mean, when you've got your primary champion who is known right now as nothing more than Mr. Mickey James. Uh well. You know that's that's one way of looking at it, but let's not to forget let's not forget that he was a huge part of the British invasion and a very good Impact Wrestling World Champ. What have you done for me lately? What had Adam Pearce done before he had won the NWA title? Executive producer, Ring of Honor. Uh, okay, in the ring, please. You really don't remember a lot of the stuff that Adam Pearce did on the road. My point exactly. I do. <laughs> you you remember what he did in your area, but what did he do to become NWA world champion? Until he became world champion, and when he did, by the way, he was tremendous. But up until that point, I mean, he hadn't really done anything to stand out. Yeah, of course he was great in Ring of Honor for what he did backstage. But that and, didn't mean he had done anything in the ring to really warrant becoming like Ring of Honor world champion, for example. But he Could was, he have done it? Absolutely. But he was doing enough with enough NWA promotions where he increased his market share visibility and value to where Trobich and Barons and everybody involved with, including Marquez, NWA Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Remember that run? Low Absolutely. And, yeah. He increased his market share and became a viable force in the world of pro wrestling and enough of a presence to where the powers that be said, let's bank on this guy and give him a shot as champion, and therefore, lo and behold, managed to prove his mettle. And I'll I'll do you one better, not only proving his mettle, but becoming one of the top guys in WWE. Executive producer. Yeah. And that's because of what he did down at NXT, which was a wrestling show you guys <laughs> you know we just blew past the top of the hour too uh there's a top of the hour yeah take a break <laughs> that's gonna do it for the first hour here of corner to corner <laughs> stick with us folks we'll be back in a few minutes for our second hour stick with us on the beyond ringside radio network if you really want to get raw on Monday nights, tune into the Beyond Ringside Radio Network at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 8.30 Central Time for the Midnight Black Mass Podcast. Myself, the Reverend Dan the Dragon Wilson, along with the Strong Style Psycho Tank and Andrew Alexander, bring you a truly blood-curdling experience uncensored, uncut, and only on the Beyond Ringside Radio Network.
Day to be determined show live every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on this very radio station, Beyond Ringside Radio Network, beyondringside.com, prowrestlingradio.net, as well as the Beyond Ringside Radio app. Join myself, the Oracle of Ominous, the Architect of Intellect, the Wicked Nemesis, and my producer extraordinaire, Facity Lane. That'd be me over here. My co-host, Joshua O'Hagan. Kitty got claws. My much better half. Angie Nemesis. Come join the madness. This is not safe for work. This is your warning. Parental advisory. If you have any kind of heart defects, make sure you listen because they will take effect when we go live. I promise you that. For everything outside of wrestling and a little bit of wrestling and hardcore to the bone, we are the To Be Determined Show. Howdy, friends. It's the Magic City Motor Mouth Fast Study Lane with your invitation to join me, Mark Mabo Bowman, and Brooks Logan Sunday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern for Beyond Ringside Live. Wrestling, mixed martial arts, sports talk, and a whole lot more. Find us on BeyondRingside.com, ProWrestlingRadio.net, and the Beyond Ringside Radio app for Amazon, Android, BlackBerry, and a whole lot more. Once again, that's Sundays, 6.30 p.m. Eastern for Beyond Ringside Live on the Beyond Ringside Radio Network and ProWrestlingRadio.net. What's up, everybody? It's Stan Grubb for Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio and the Beyond Ringside Radio Network. Hey, join us every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as the triple threat of wrestling radio goes live every week, giving you their thoughts and opinions on the world of professional wrestling. Myself, Brian, and Rob, all live, all here for you. And as my good friend Rob would say, from corner to corner and pillar to post, we bring it to you every week at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, beyondringside.com and prowrestlingradio.net. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Corner to Corner right here on beyondringside.com, the Breon... Beyond Ringside Radio <laughs> Network. Can't talk, damn it. Let's try it again. No, I'm just kidding. We're live, pal. Uh, hey, welcome back. Triple Threat in the house. We are live on Beyond Ringside's Wrestling Radio Network right here at beyondringside.com. Eddie Lane is with us. Eddie, Woo-hoo. is it safer there, buddy? You doing okay? Yeah, everything's great. All right, just making sure, man. I don't want to have to send us send a uh, drug dog out there to investigate. No, trust me. The dog doesn't want me to bite it. No, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. Okay. Eddie? Eddie? Yeah, yeah. How far away from Grimbo do you live? <laughs> oh, no. Far enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, there you go, Rob. Way to go. Torque. Far enough. Do you know anybody named Jenny? I know about six Jennies, and some of them do keep their clothes on. Well, now they're not worth it. The other ones are. Wait, what? <laughs> I just do said, they have magic shoes? <laughs> no, a couple of them have nine-inch heels. <laughs> are we really going to run the whole freaking Forrest Gump gimmick here? We've never done it before. It's not like it's old. Roll Tide. <laughs> <laughs> there we go again. That gross football bias. Do you like shrimp boats? <laughs> no, I just like peel and eat shrimp for six ninety nine at my local restaurant. Shrimp stew, shrimp potatoes. 
shrimp gumbo. Did you by any chance eat a bubblegum shrimp? <laughs> I've actually only seen that in one store over the years. Legit. And never got around to buying it. Um, don't laugh too hard. I actually like to buy my uh, my shrimp and my crawfish and my crab legs fresh. Or at least freshly frozen. <laughs> so, if we can put the silliness behind us. and Never. It's corner to corner. All right, that's fair. That's it's fair. it's he, this he, radio station. The silliness will never leave. He's got a point, guys. I can't argue with that. Uh, so, hey, other news that uh, has come through the wrestling wire. And, hey, that's what we do here at Corner to Corner. We talk about news. Kenny Omega issuing a statement regarding a convicted, this is crazy, convicted sex offender. Uh, Chase and Rance being booked at the New Japan Wrestling Show as they were part of CEO 18 Fighting Game Championships event in Florida Friday night. So here's the statement from Kenny Omega. It says, I wanted to thank everyone that turned into that tuned into the stream or joined us live for CEO X New Japan Pro Wrestling. All of our talent had a great time and fed off your incredible energy throughout the night. I'm incredibly proud of, proud of everything I personally produced, but unfortunately made a terrible oversight by allowing a dark match featuring a local talent I wasn't personally familiar with. He says, admittedly, I'd met... Uh, I suppose I'm pronouncing this correctly, Chase and Rance yes. once in 2004, but a lot can happen in 14 years. I'm terribly sorry for anyone in, this, in the building that felt unsafe or personally offended by his inclusion on the show. I'll personally provide refunds to anyone in attendance that couldn't enjoy themselves because of this. As for fans that were taken aback on stream, again, my bad. I allowed our ring crew, also a wrestling school, to participate in a dark match minus graphics and music as a show of appreciation for the hard work they'd done to help prepare our set for the show. There were a large group of people, and I very simply asked for two guys that could have a basic and effective dark match. Chasen and Epic were the wrestlers they chose, and I was reassured that they were more than capable. The match itself went fine, and both of them were pleasant backstage, but I didn't realize until much later, via social media, etc., that the first dark match I had allowed for caused trauma amongst some fans by no means do i wish to support or defend these people I trusted blindly and potentially tarnished the name of an event that was very important to me and took a lot of time and finances to realize uh, i'm sorry for anyone truly hurt by this and i can assure people that i won't be taking chances like this in the future i will monitor every detail directly if and when we challenge uh ceo and ceo x new japan pro wrestling part two uh, of course, Rance had been convicted of lewd and uh, lascivious, there we go, sex with a minor in 2011. Wow. That is, uh, first off, kudos for Kenny Omega just basically getting in front of it and saying, hey, it happened, my bad, I didn't know that this was the case, but since I found out, I'm willing to make it right. <laughs> Thoughts, opinions? You... You go all right with yours. I just, I, you know, in a world where this kind of stuff happens all the time, pro wrestling has been seeing it quite a bit within the past few years. I, I don't know that outside of doing full-on background checks, which I assume you could do, but there's probably a cost involved, that you're ever going to completely eliminate this from the industry. But 
I, I do want to say that it takes a lot of guts to step in there and say, hey, if you were offended or bothered um, you know, by this situation, if you were traumatized in any way, shape, or form, he said he was willing to do refunds. That's a pretty big statement and expensive one at that. Well, it's only expensive if somebody cashes in on it. Yeah. And it really sucks that the industry would have to deal with any way or any type of uh, involvement with somebody that would be on that type of a registry. But, uh, again, I, I will point out that it takes takes guts, and uh, a special amount of kudos goes out to uh, Kenny Omega for really getting out in front of it. Good job, Sam. Hey, thank you. It's what we do here. We talk about breaking news. Yep. Your soapbox is pretty soapy right now. Wow. Good job. Pretty, pretty soapy? Pretty soapy. Mm-hmm. Pretty soapy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I'm sure that uh, your uh, little soapbox is as good as a Roman Reigns match, and we thank you for killing the business. Good job. Uh, killing the business. Killing the business. How, how am I killing Softly. The killing the business softly. <laughs> 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 yeah. How did, I, how did I kill the... You know, I guess Eddie doesn't need sound effects. We'll just we'll just hum them. <laughs> <laughs> he asleep on the keys. No, I think Stan made him mad. Why? What did I do? Because you made fun of his, his place of where he lives. Alabama? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Newsflash, someone made fun of the South. Film at 11. Ladies and gentlemen, we're now here. See, one, of, one of them darn northerners from Orange, Virginia made fun hey, of the hey. South. Oh, and here's we're here all right trying to when get somebody it got their feelings hurt. Okay. At least we got teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you only got two, so it's not like it's that many. It's more than y'all got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Some of our friends out here have dentures. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> this show is too much fun. Brian, you set it uh, up. Hey. I, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Brian, you set Stan up like that. Let's hear your point. And Rob, you on ain't what? getting off that easy either. <laughs> on what? The Kenny thing. Oh, well, you know, again, he, he he stood up and said he made a mistake. And, you know, for that, he needs to be applauded. Um, I just, you know, I think only one of us need to, you know, say something about it. I don't think we need to go on for like a half an hour. Or somebody says something they shouldn't. You know, that happens sometimes. We make yeah. a mistake. We get misscrewed. Mis- you know, like, so if I say, you know, the people in orange only got one teeth. Then they're going to get mad at me because I speak the truth, you know. So, one tooth, tooth, one tooth, one tooth. Yeah, they just correcting you. It's like it's tooth. <laughs> they teethless. They see, got tooth. You see what happens, Eddie? See, I said the wrong thing. I use a plural form of one tooth. I use a plural form, and that's what happens. They it's get like mad. Petting animals. <laughs> 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 I, I mean, I think 
I think Brian's right to an extent. I mean, there's only so much you can really say about it. Like, my biggest point of it was it was cool to see that Kenny gets gets out in front of it and just basically says, hey, you know, my bad. What else can be done? Um, I'm not sure that there's anything we'd say really that would make anybody mad, though. <laughs> Kenny was getting in front of the story before it became a story. Pretty much, yeah. And he did stuff that, you know, he did something that most some promoters wouldn't do. He's like, hey, you know what? If you were upset, we'll give your money back. So yeah, if yeah. you're not, all right. That's my Here's only point. point. That's my only point of contention with the entire statement made by Kenny Omega. I'm sorry. Look, somebody's going to get offended by something. Somebody's going to get offended by nearly everything that happens in this world nowadays. Why? Because it's in the nature of mainstream America to get offended at something. Oh, hey, well, Roman Reigns is getting a push. I'm offended. Uh, Roman Reigns. Yes. Yes. I'm offended. I'm offended. Right here. You said these yeah, now you said God. Roman Reigns, I'm offended. Thank <laughs> hey, look. Thank Brian, Brian wants his money back. <laughs> I, I will simply sit here and say the same phrase that I made famous in the 1980s. If I manage to offend anybody for any reason whatsoever, thank you for paying attention. Wow. Way to go, Brian. Way to go. You made a That's match. almost like it's been your pleasure. <laughs> and you're welcome. <laughs> I, I believe that Quack, Quack wrote was in it, uh, and as always, it's been your pleasure. No, I'm indeed, right. in it, I'm and as always, the, the pleasure, pleasure is all is yours. yours. That's right, the pleasure yeah. is yours. No, I think Meat said it better. Good, day, no, sir. What? You know what? You get out of here. You're fired. <laughs> so you fire me. Sir. I'm already fired. <laughs> I like turtles. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so Hulk Hogan back at court. Ew, this sucks. You really want to go there? <laughs> uh, so Hulk Hogan being accused by uh, by the ex-wife uh, not concealing concealing his asset. Oh, excuse me, of concealing his assets and not paying her money that was agreed upon in the divorce settlement. Uh, Linda is now demanding Hogan pay her forty percent. Of his earnings or be held in contempt of court. Ouch. So much for the uh, gawker suit. That's going to hurt. He didn't get that money anyway. Yeah. Oh, did they? were they able to close the doors beforehand? They filed yeah, bankruptcy they, as soon right as they got the As soon as the judgment was final, they declared bankruptcy. And were they married like when he filmed the tape? Or were yes. they separated? They when were they married? Filmed, when they filmed it, yes. Yeah. Awkward. Because apparently, like, Gawker threw a party. Somebody wrote an article about, like, they're like, you know, usually when companies are going bankrupt or closing, it's sad. But they threw a party. Because then they're just going to open up in a, as another business. You know, yeah. another name. Wow. Because <laughs> Hogan didn't even pay for the legal defense on that. Some <laughs> other dude did. <clears throat> What y'all know about me uh, already binge-watching Glow Season 2? You've already finished it? Finished it. You suck. (laughs) I cry foul on that, sir. No spoilers. (laughs) Friday, it was done. (laughs) Dang, didn't it just drop on Friday? Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, Brian apparently has not left the house and or showered since then. (laughs) No, I watched it Saturday. I mean Friday. It was. I, I don't think. I don't think I watched anything past Friday. 
I'm pretty sure I got it all done Friday. Speaking of somebody who has pins and needles when he stands up. <laughs> pins and needles. Hey, that's a great show. <laughs> oh, absolutely it is. And I can't wait to watch season two. I'm just impressed. Season two is just as good as season one. Oh, really? Yeah. And if we wait long enough, they'll tell you all about it. No, no. Don't do that. It was okay. Don't, just tell Brian, me. Brian, it was especially fun when you know that person came in. You and... son of a. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter just censored me. She said, beep. <laughs> They've heard it enough. They're like, earbuds don't work anymore. <laughs> They've probably heard it a few times that they shouldn't have. So, what were you getting ready to ask? Were there any new people that we might recognize? That we might recognize? Any new people that we might recognize? Yeah, new characters that we might recognize as far as the people playing them. Was Chavito in the first season? No. Chavito was not in the first season. Chavito was in this one. Only a small part. Very small part. Hey, did, what was the guy's name? Was it Steel Horse or Iron Horse? Did he make a return? Uh, which one? Which one? Alex Riley's character? No, uh, no Joey Ryan. Oh, boo! Uh, no Christopher yeah. Daniels. Uh, Carlito and Chabito were the only two uh, males. Sweet. So I so can't wait to watch that. Yeah, oh. I mean it is, and and it takes you. Uh, right up to um, the point where they go to Vegas. Oh, so, wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Rob? Rob, are you there? What? Jeez, man. Come back, Rob. Come back. So, here's here's a question, guys. August 28th, 2018. Throwing its hat into the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One gaming arena. Fire Pro Wrestling World. Featuring New Japan Pro Wrestling's entire rosters. Cool. Mm-hmm. And and is that a statement or a question? It's both. Because if that was a question, I was about as dumb as saying Shawn Michaels was a better in-ring performer than. Ah, oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Boom! Right in your hole. <laughs> so what's your question? Like, am I gonna get it or? Yeah, you gonna pre-order it? You gonna you gonna get it and play it? What what's the, what's the consensus here? Uh, I'll have to see the graphics. I, I don't know if I've actually checked graphics out yet. Um, because Fire Pro really doesn't change. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yes, very uh, true. It's pretty much always the same. So I just have to check the graphics. If they, I'm gonna look- borrow your copy and not return it. <laughs> If well, they look like the real life counterparts, then there's a possibility. Well, GameStop.com is offering, well, for the duration while they're still in business, offering pre-orders. It is uh, forty nine ninety nine, brand new. 
Any bonuses? I don't see any kind of pre-order bonuses at this time. Boo. Boo earns. <laughs> Boo earns? Boo earns. Wow. So a GameStop going out of business? They're looking to sell. Wow. Rob, we were figuring if we pulled our money together, we can give them about 30 bucks and a half-eaten Snickers and see if we can get it. Are you kidding me? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's seven ninety nine or some shit like that. In store credit. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, in store credit. <laughs> I thought we'd established that uh, shit was okay to say. No, we never did. <laughs> but you all said the pitch earlier. Oh, Different God. story. Context. <laughs> Jeez, Rod, don't be an ass. Hey, it's Margarita somewhere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, so yeah, I mean, so that whole segment's going to be like, I might be. <laughs> Sorry, I tried to redirect them, but they're being potty mouse right now. You get nothing. You lose. <laughs> Good day, sir. No, it finally happened. <laughs> Anybody else to watch that movie and ever wonder, where does Gene Wilder's hair go? Like, how does he get his hair to do that? Honestly, I've never watched like that. I've watched that movie tons of times, but never wondered about his hair. You're the town dumbass. All right, any of y'all peeped the new season of Lucha? Not yet. I have three on DVR. I haven't had a chance to watch. DVR. Oh. Um. So the going um, rumor right now on that, Brian, was that they killed off Dario Cueto. Is this correct? Oh, I don't know. I hear it sucks. <laughs> so I'm just I'm throwing just... that out there. <laughs> well, how about if we're not going to spoil Glow for you, Stan? You don't spoil alert other people for Lucha. It sucks. It sucks, Rob. I'll spoil it because I've seen Glow. <laughs> yeah. How you like them apples? Did y'all check the uh, group chat? Uh, no. Production chat? No. Uh, Because it's titled Rest in Pieces. Ouch. No, I'm talking about Skype. Oh, he says, non-story of the day, LeBron James reached a four-year deal with the Lakers. Great, LeBron James. Now he sucks. Okay, now we have to hear another three weeks of LeBron in L.A., which means I will not be watching SportsCenter, Fox Sports, um. Anything basically on sports news right now? You know who the you know who's pissed that they just checked into a hospital? Dan Gilbert, <laughs> the Ball family. Oh, yeah, they're having heart palpitations right now. Oh no, because you know Lonzo. I mean, uh, excuse me, Lavar gonna be pretty much no way around from there. Because uh, LeBron ain't gonna put up with that crap. He is his own circus. He doesn't need anybody else taking away his headlines. I did not think he'd go to the Lakers. I don't think the Lakers had enough money. Uh, Four-year, $154 million contract. Good Lord. I'm just telling my son, it was like, they, he, he's not playing because he's just going for the money now. Like, Do you blame him? I mean, if somebody's going to pay him that, I, I can't say I blame the guy. That's a lot of money. When your business going to do that, didn't they sign you to like a five-year, 50-cent deal or something like that 
<laughs> that 50 cent deal. But see, I love what's been taking place. Cool I, I love what's been taking place on sports media over the last week since all this Laker discussion came up. Okay, guess what? LeBron just had his 10th straight 40-point game in a row. That's great. Kobe did that years ago. Well, it's just like with him winning championships, and now they're like, oh, he's better than Jordan. Like, no, he's not. He never will be. He'll never have to play in the environment Jordan played in. He'll never deal with the things that Jordan dealt with, which is why he'll never be better than Jordan. Like Larry Bird. Well, here's the thing that he'll never do either. It's like I was reading an article on Michael Jordan that Michael Jordan retired makes more money than any other any current NBA player. They said LeBron James last season with endorsements and everything made like $92 million for the year. Michael Jordan gets $100 million just from Nike alone. Yep. So like the Jordan brand makes Nike between three or four billion dollars with a B. So they give him a hundred million. The CEO said, "Hey, that was the best twenty-five, two hundred fifty thousand dollar endorsement deal I ever signed." They originally got him for two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Yep. So. All right, next one, Sports Center. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have more talent than Sports Center half the time, even if it is Scott Van Pelt. <laughs> so, um, oh yes, how can we not mention this? Although we've had a, a fairly heavy amount of conversation about the E, I thought I'd bring this up. How about the reformation of Team Hell No? I think it's a way to get Daniel Bryan out of the world title picture. You put him, you put the tag title on him with a little bit with Kane, and it gets him out of the world title picture and gives him something. Is this their way of keeping him protected as much as they can? What do you think, Brian? Mm, I don't. <laughs> um, it doesn't. Uh, you know, I don't see it one way or the other, or the other. It is, you know, what it is. So, I, you know, as far as Daniel Bryan, they made the mistake years ago uh, before the neck injury. So anything after that, even now, is just a mistake. I mean, it, to me, you're foolish if you don't capitalize on AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, right out the gate. I mean, Why he doesn't have to necessarily win the title. But, you know, if you don't capitalize on it as soon as possible, then I think you're just foolish. I mean, I, I would have to agree. All of the different things that they've done since, uh, well, honestly, since Daniel Bryan came back, he had so many different opportunities to really change the game, not just not just create, you know, one good thing or one good moment, but really change the game. And you've just opted out of it it's like you said nah you know we're not going to concentrate on something that would not just be impressive but make us crap loads of money instead we're just going to dive into a whole nother direction and ignore the fact that he's the most popular person in our roster uh, i have to agree with that 
Yeah. Again, though, they, you know, they miss so much all the time. So we go from talking about uh, <clears throat> crazy and unreal stuff to let's talk about July 14th. Ultimate Championship Wrestling is presenting at the Hoops Academy in Ashland, Virginia. First time ever UCW presents war. In the main war. event... I was wondering if somebody was going to sing that song. Good so, God, <laughs> In the main event, we've got a, a tag team matchup where KR Superstar and a member of Big Stuff Industries will be tagging up against Humphrey J. DuPont in a mystery partner. Um, and then on Facebook today, we caught wind of uh, an incident that took place with KR Superstar and Humphrey J, where Humphrey J appeared to be getting into his vehicle, and uh, KR found his way to the DuPont Ranch and attacked him from behind with a briefcase, uh, laying him out where only the dogs could uh, could resurrect him. It seemed kind of unreal, if you ask me, but these guys... I uh, had a ranch. I didn't know either, but apparently not only does he have a ranch, but he's also got a dog. I mean, is there anything that these guys won't stoop to to get at each other at this point? I just think it's gotten to the point where there's only one way to finish it. And I think on July 14th, one party will become victorious, therefore have the upper hand in this feud to hopefully hush up the other side. But... We shall see. Well, I mean, Brian, you're, you've got both your left and your right pockets being filled by both sides. I mean, how does this affect you? It doesn't affect me in the least bit. It's the way it works. They're family. Families fight. That's, That's why he's is. getting paid by both sides. So he wins no matter what. So there. So there. Number one contender to the television championship, the king of the common man, Joe King, challenging for the television title, getting his shot against the Red Scorpion. Uh, Man, oh man, this is an interesting dilemma. I mean, Red Scorpion, I wouldn't say dominant because it's hard to say he was dominant over Ethan Cross. That was a hell of a fight between the two. But uh, is it possible that the king of the common man comes away with the TV title? Anything's possible, especially when the king's involved. I mean, he has quite the record right now in uh, UCW. Um, I mean, I, I would think his record is so good that he may, you know, may may one day ask and receive a shot for the title. I mean, he, he is on a tear right now. I think this is, what, his third win in a row? Uh, maybe fourth top winning streak in the company right now. Yeah. So, I mean, this isn't going to be no, uh, small feat for the scorpion. That's what I'm wondering. I mean, we've spent so much time talking about how the red scorpion is just a tremendous champion, how he was able to overcome and, and really stand strong against Ethan Cross. I think that's a safe assessment. But now when you look at it and you realize that Joe King could be somebody that he might might have considered to look past, but after his 
after King's victory over Anthony Adam, I don't know. Anthony Adam took it to him, literally trying to kick his head off of his body. Now we've got a whole other story. This could really be an interesting contest. Yeah, I, I mean, the Scorpion's a little bit bigger than Joe. Uh, maybe used to, maybe a little bit faster. But, you know, Joe won a triple threat match to get this opportunity. So, Joe may be the sleeper hit of the season. Well, you talk about a triple threat. How about this triple threat? Ethan Cross, Tremor, and Juggernaut in a triple threat. I mean, this, boy, this has Match of the Night written all over it. It does indeed. The returning uh, Juggernaut versus two guys that UCW faithful know. And I, I don't know how or why he's getting pulled into this, but I mean, this is another another war match between the two families. Um, so hopefully he'll survive because I'm sure Tremor and Ethan Cross are. Uh, you know, going to try and rip each other's heads off. And how does <laughs> this question will befuddle everyone? How does Captain Crunch play into the mix on this? Uh, you tell me. Explain <laughs> I mean, to them about Captain Crunch. So last last time in UCW at the Summertime Bash, Tremor comes to the ring with. A comrade, a confidant, a new man in his corner, not just KR Superstar, but now being joined by a stuffed Captain Crunch. I I don't know how to I don't know how to say it any better, but Captain Crunch somehow gives Tremor strength to be victorious over the former television champion. I mean <laughs> it sounds silly to say it, but that's what happened. Just how does he play into war? I mean, how does this? <laughs> Can, maybe he needs the leadership of an officer in Captain Crunch. That's what it is to survive at war. And maybe it's just for you knuckleheads to stress over it. <laughs> That's quite possible, too. They are geniuses, you know. Geniuses. Geniuses. And you can say it, and you can tell the tell the listeners that you were wanted to high five Kr last time in Orange. You were on his bandwagon. No, <laughs> let me tell you how that one really went down. We were in Bizarro World, ladies and gentlemen, where Kr Superstar and Mister Big Stuff, the UCW Heavyweight Champion, are loved, loved by the public in Orange, Virginia. I've never seen anything like it. I dare say we may not ever see anything like it again until we come back to Orange. I I mean, we finally found, UCW has found its own version of Montreal. It's bizarro world where up is down and left is right and dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Why is it always going to be dogs and cats? Maybe it's, uh, I don't know. Dogs and cats are the only thing that works. Yeah, I agree. It's the only thing that works, sir. 
So continuing the war is return match for the UCW Tag Team Championship. Noise Pollution invoking their rematch clause will be challenging the Tag Team Champions in Cheap Thrills. Jimmy Flame and Matt Sexels defending against Mad Max and Relentless Rock Richards. Guys, how does this play out for us? What are we going to... What are we? What are we going to see here? I mean, they they literally threw everything except for the kitchen sink at each other the last time. Uh, you know, again, you can probably expect another uh, hard hitting matchup between uh, two of the premier tag teams in UCW. Um, I don't think this one will disappoint at all. Oh no. It's going to be great. I mean, look at what the first one was. And I think the champs were caught resting on their laurels a little bit, you know, because the match was nine months in the making. A lot of Twitter battles, a lot of talk back and forth. And, you know, that was the champs' second time coming into Hoops Academy where the fans were against them. And uh, we'll see what happens this time. I, I I will say that the, the 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 well, I would say the former champs, noise pollution, will come armed for war, and uh, cheap thrills better be ready. Is what I'm saying. And then, of course, we look to the UCW Ladies Champion, uh, the new UCW Ladies Champion, Woo! Avery Rose, defending the title. Not against Casey Carlisle, but no, defending against Danny DeVille, a relative unknown. That's just showing that that she's not afraid, you know. She wants to be a fighting champ, so she's going to put it up, put her title up on the line against any comers, rather they've been to UCW before or they're brand new. Regardless of what your thought about any side of the UCW war as it stands right now, whether you're on the side of the DuPont family or Big Stuff Industries, whether you want to see both sides fall, one thing is absolutely certain is that you do not want to miss this event. July 14th, Ashland, Virginia, at the Hoops Academy, we're going to see war unleashed. And I'm... I got to tell you, I'm not not sure who's going to come away the victor. I mean, it, only time will tell. But if you want to get in on the action, if you want to get your tickets, they are for sale right now. Eventbrite.com, keyword UCW War, uh, also UCWForever.com for further information. And that is definitely something you don't want to miss out on. No. Don't. <laughs> Get Thanks, your tickets man. today. UCW War. War is coming to Hoops Academy. Which side will you be on? You know, Brian, what do you what do you think of this? Is is it does it end or does the war keep going after this? Um I mean, who's to say? I guess it depends on what the victor chooses. Whether the whether it's over or if it continues. 
I think this is just the beginning. It's going to be an interesting night of action. Again, ucwforever.com or uh, eventbrite.com. Jeez, almost got the uh, website mixed up. For your chance at tickets for UCW War, again, the keyword for that is UCW War. For you to get your opportunity. Well, it your is opp- Eventbrite, isn't it? Eventbrite.com, that's correct. And UCW Forever, right? Unless you screwed up the link. The link's still up there. No, the links are the links are correct. I Which make takes sure. them to what's it take them to? The links go to ucwforever.com or eventbrite.com. There you go. That's that's the way to say it. Well, thank you, sir. Or at the door. Don't forget at the door. That is correct. That is correct. At the door, and we will be happy to uh, have you out there and really to experience a site unlike any other and probably the top, no, no, not probably, definitely, the top professional wrestling promotion in the state of Virginia and the mid-Atlantic area. Wow. Okay. Awkward silence. Right? Uh, I mean, you you made the statement. (laughs) What am I supposed to go? No. Yeah. It's like... (laughs) You're the like, you're yeah. the blabbermouth here, Stan. Blabber. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. There you go. See, we got it. It only took him four hours to find that soundbite, but that's okay. <laughs> no, I've just been sitting here waiting. <laughs> He's just like, Doo-doo-doo. wow. Well, yes, I'm- it's always fun at Hoops Academy. UCW always puts on a great show. And this is your chance to see it. It's time for one of the families to put up or shut up when it comes to UCW war. Wow. I couldn't have said it better myself. The golden pipes have struck again. Yeah, because you'd say stuff and just shut up, leaving the other two on the lurch. <laughs> Wait. So me stopping, me not talking, leaves you guys in a lurch. <laughs> me no yeah. talky. Me no talky. Words, <laughs> words are hard. Okay. <laughs> what is this whole talking thing? Damn it. <laughs> no talky, sir. No talky. <laughs> and with that, I guess it's time to, as Eddie says, don't say it. Don't say it. Do you don't want me to say it? I do not want to hear it. Now tell everyone I'm right. Exactly. You met me, right? Sure. Don't. Yes! Don't. <laughs> oh. Excuse me. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you, Vicky. What the heck with you, too? All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rob, where do they catch you on social media? You've been gone so long, they've got to find you. I am in the trash folder um, <laughs> of everyone's email. Yes, the block um, <laughs> at Rob Hefner C2C on the Twitter, Rob Hefner on Facebook, RDHUWP on the Instagram, and that's it. Hey, Rob, last week, I just want to let you know, buddy, we plugged your social media. So if you gained even one follower, it's thanks to us. Thank you. You're welcome. I owe you a dollar. See, Brian, I told you he's going to owe us money. Mm-mm. But then I'll de- take it off to what you owe me, so that's now $49 that you owe me. 
Ouch. Wait, what? You owe me $49. Now it's 50 because you didn't remember. <laughs> oh, great. Great. Brian, what's this about? Don't know. <laughs> so, Brian can Not be found. T-shirts and boxes, man. T-shirts and boxes. Oh, wow. I'm being charged for these now. Dang it. <laughs> well, then, I guess I better find a way to get that resolved. Hey, Brian can be found on uh, Twitter at STRCP21. <laughs> He's on Facebook at Brian Taylor. Uh, He's not on Instagram, and that be that. Uh, of course, you can find the show at C2C Radio Show on Twitter and Corner to Corner Show on Facebook. Don't forget to check out the Corner to Corner wrestling group as uh, you'll always find a great debate on there on facebook uh we will be hopefully hopefully getting into our uh next edition of the corner to corner draft which is always a source of uh conversation and sometimes (laughs) sometimes contention i wasn't gonna take it there and constipation nah because it hasn't come out yet the three c's you're welcome. Uh, of course, I can be found on social media at uh, Stan from Krypton on Twitter, Stan Grub on Facebook, uh, Stan uh, Stan Grub on on Instagram too. Stand by the <laughs> words are hard. Okay, <laughs> it's it's actually a really long screen name. It's Stan uh, Grub <laughs> on Instagram. Five us. Uh, <clears throat> exactly, exactly. I'm very good at the us. Uh, and Brian just made some more money. Brian is making million dollar moves over there tonight. <clears throat> Shut it. <laughs> you not? Are you not making moves? No one's supposed to know. Oh. Sometimes you speak out of turn. <clears throat> Can't be out of turn. If- anyway. Uh, with that, Eddie, final thoughts before we head on out of here? Welcome back, guys, and it's good to be home. At Beyond Ringside on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Beyond Ringside Live. BeyondRingside.com is home for the station as well as ProWrestlingRadio.net. If you're looking for me on social media, good luck for that. Welcome back. Yeah, I was ready. the radio show. We always wondered where you're at. <laughs> wow. Taking things to a skeleton schedule, actually, I'm in conversation with Reverend Dan Wilson about the return of the Midnight Black Mass. It may be coming back on Sundays in the very near future. Also, from that point, because it's summertime and I want to go to Six Flags and I normally go on Mondays when the lines are shorter. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, really. To be determined, of course, on Wednesday nights, the Shooter's Gallery is on Thursday nights. Well, there you have it. That's going to do it for another edition of Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio. Thanks very much for joining us, and we're so glad to be back here on BeyondRingside.com. Remember that the downloadable versions of all of our shows are available through Spreaker.com. And we'll see you next time, 9 p.m. Eastern, for Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio. Have a great night, everybody. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 